Turns out I was a couple years too late. I would go talk to the project managers and they're like, oh, we already got drones. We just got them. Well, who's doing the flying? I am. I have a Mavic too. Oh, great. So you don't need you know, these progression shots. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life, the podcast for drone professionals that takes you on a journey through the exciting and ever-evolving world of drone technology. Each week, we'll be speaking with professionals from all walks of the drone industry to learn about their experiences, insights, and tips for success. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life. I'm your host, PJ Kirkpatrick with DroneU. Today on the show, we have Izzy Mohammed from Sky Atlantic. Welcome, Izzy. Thank you. Thanks, PJ. I appreciate it. Oh, so happy to have you finally on the show. Let's start out by just kind of introducing yourself, your company, what you do, what you've been up to. Uh, I know you've been very, very busy, so let's let's hear what you've been up to. Yep, yep. Uh, so I'm Izzy. I'm from the Philly area. Uh, my brother and I, we started Sky Atlantic in 2018. Uh, we've been kind of dabbling in a little bit of everything, trying to just get a lot of experience um, until we were ready to go crazy with mapping and modeling, because that's what we want our focus to be. That's the niche that we really want to be in. And we just started doing that last year. Um, and so far, so good. Um, we also do a bunch of virtual tours. We, we use Matterport cameras to do virtual tours for a lot of different industries. And we do that stuff with my cousin. But um, we brought in that technology and we've offered that to some of our clients. So we combine 360 cameras, 3D cameras, you know, different drones. And we try to provide different services uh, with custom packages for, for different clients, depending on the industry. Sure. Um, but we've dabbled in a little bit of, you know, small jobs with drone network providers um, just to get that experience. I know Paul likes to call that paid practice. So <laughs> got a lot of that. Yeah. So let's back up there. Um, so you decided to go into mapping. What what made you decide to go into mapping and not any of the other services that drones provide? I feel like mapping is one of the most common services that any drone service provider can offer because not only does construction really love it, but a lot of other industries can use it as well. So, for example, my brother and I were just talking the other day and we had plans to go talk to a lot of other companies like people that install solar panels. So if they're not using drones, we can kind of provide them with an ortho take some measurements for them so they can plan accordingly and also use that for documentation. Um, people that do excavation, so that's part of construction, but we were primarily focused on the people actually putting the buildings together. But what happens before that? You know, all those sure. contractors, they could use it too. Water departments, I see construction all the time and, and different companies all the time when I'm just driving on the highway going to work and I'll see a sign on the side of a truck. I'll look it up real quick. I'm like, yep, they could use maps. <laughs> it's really common. So that's how you're finding your clients, right? Just uh, yep. on the road. Then on the road in the mornings, a lot of times I just look them up and, you know, I take a screenshot. So I, so I save it in case Google decides to randomly close all my tabs that I have open on my cell phone. But <laughs> well, I love that. That's a, that's a Pro tip for you guys out there and how to find clients. Uh, so you had mentioned uh, just briefly before that you started out with the uh, like uh, pilot network, correct? To kind of get your foot in the door with the getting some experiences. Is that why you went with that route? Yeah. Yeah. Just for experience, because confidence is key. So if I'm not confident in something, I'm not going to be able to sell it. I'm not going to be able to do it to the best of my abilities. Um, and I'm kind of a perfectionist, but you know, I have a lot of integrity and I want to put my best work out there, no matter if it's going to take me, you know, a day or two extra. But 
that's number one. I feel like you got to have the confidence, whether you're going to go out and practice and fly, or you're going to go and sell something to a client or potential client, you got to have that confidence. And I had a lot of different jobs throughout my life. And all that experience has helped me have the confidence that I do in in many different areas. Um, But I just know from experience that experience is key to gaining the confidence. Yeah, that's fantastic. So how long did you um, work for like the drone service providers uh, or the pilot networks before you got comfortable going out on your own? I still do. I still do. So it's been five years um, and I still do some jobs here and there. Not so much. uh, I would say maybe five to 10 a year. But in the beginning, I was jumping on every single opportunity because I just wanted to, to get that experience again. But yeah, absolutely, you know, basically, I was doing jobs for free. So we don't like to say jobs for free, kind of like uh, it's uh, paid schooling, I guess, if you will. I mean, yeah. if you break even, it's it's a good education, right? Yep. Yep. I was even doing jobs that were, you know, 40, 50 miles away. And I was only getting paid $50, which is sure. crazy. But yeah, but those days are over, right? Now you don't even yeah. leave the house for a certain <laughs> yeah. amount, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. We've all been there. Yep. So awesome. And uh, what's your brother's name? You mentioned him a couple of times. Abdul. Abdul. Yep. Excellent. And he's been with you from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. And he has a business background. Oh, awesome. That's very helpful because a lot of us uh, that have started our own businesses uh, from scratch, you know, we don't always have that background and made a lot of mistakes. What would you say is... Uh, is probably one thing that most people overlook when they're trying to start their own business. I would say just like, there's just a lot more to it. There's a lot of different aspects, you know, like when you think about marketing, you think it's going to be easy, but when you start looking into what SEO is and and how are you going to market yourself in the right way, there's just so much more to it. So, you know, there's a can of worms and, in every, every direction that you go and you start looking into sales, you know, and personal development and, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to put this presentation together? And, you know, you go on Google, go on YouTube and you're like, (laughs) Oh man, like there's, there's just a ton to it. So I feel like, you know, you just got to plan and you got to be consistent, you know, and get some help. You know, you can't do it all by yourself. You know, in the beginning, do as much as you can, but if you can get someone to help you, a family member or a friend, you know, it can help you out. It's best because you don't want to be overwhelmed. And then eventually, you know, get a virtual assistant or something like that. <laughs> That's really good advice, especially uh, speaking from experience, uh, wearing a lot of hats. I think That's fantastic advice that you just gave. Don't be afraid to ask for help, right? Uh, Not everybody can do everything. Uh, I know some people think they can, but you can't fly and and try to get jobs. You can't fly and process data and keep up with uh, accounting and all that other stuff that you got to do. Uh, And it's good because then you'll figure out what you're good at and what you really like to do. And then that's what you want to focus on. That's fantastic. So uh, how did you get into drone you? Uh, so uh, for, for the folks on the call, Izzy is, uh, I think, one of our latest additions to the drone you elite team, which yeah. I have to say, um, a lot of students that uh, have come to our courses has spoke very highly of you. You are one of the drone you elite instructors that really go above and beyond to help uh, these students out when they're when they're at the course and it shows. And uh, so how did you get involved with drone you? That's great to hear. Um, so just online, I found I found the, about about the podcast. Um, 
I'm a more of a video guy. I like to watch stuff on YouTube. So I was binging uh, on the Drone You podcast and just learning a lot. I bought the book Living the Drone Life that Paul wrote and took his advice, bought a little Saima drone on Amazon. It was like $45 and it was in the middle of winter. It was January. I was flying in my small basement um, and doing the basic drills and I got that confidence. I think it was about like 20 or 30 battery packs into it. I just, <laughs> I just hit another level, you know, sure. and I was like, oh, I got this. And that muscle memory was getting there. But that's how I kind of heard about Drone U, and then I found out about the flying, and I uh, actually put put that on credit. I bought every single um, option that I could. I did the business class. I did the flying. Was that the uh, first flying or the second flying? Second one in 2018. Gotcha. Yep. We had just like registered the business in the spring, and that was I think in August of 2018. And I was still doing IT at the time. I did IT for 10 years. Then shortly after that, I quit um, <laughs> because I just was tired of corporate. Corporate America, I, I couldn't do it. I hear that. <laughs> so, um, what do you remember most about uh, your? Did you take away any learning experiences from that uh, fly-in? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember you were there doing the, the cell tower inspection, so learned a lot with that. Um, I flattery will get you everywhere. Wow, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, you don't have to and flatter the host. <laughs> I already love you. <laughs> but um I remember the thermal um the thermal station that that we had with John that was yeah. that was awesome. That was really interesting. I remember seeing a lot of his videos online so I was asking him a lot of questions, but I just feel like I learned so much and the fact that there were so many different stations and I got a little taste of, you know, videography for real estate. I got a little bit of taste of subject tracking which I was horrible at, but now I'm really good at that. But that was pretty embarrassing. Um, just, you know, all the different stations really helped me understand that this is really what I wanted to do. And I feel like if it wasn't for the flying, I probably wouldn't have jumped into it um, as quickly as I did. And I probably wouldn't have been as successful as I did early on. So, you know, I feel like it was just great timing for me. And it was it was awesome. It was a great experience. Yeah, those fly-ins were great. I think... Um the benefit that like you highlight is gives people an opportunity to try different uh, data acquisition strategies, techniques, and use cases, right? Because so, some people, uh, some people enjoy flying videography and being creative. Uh, other people like me, <laughs> I think black and white. So I'd navigate towards the mapping portion where, you know, you were collecting data, right? I, I kind of put people into two categories sometimes, whether they're creative or, the black and white guy like me where it's data other people it's a pretty picture i don't take very good pretty pictures i i collect data <laughs> yeah i think i'm a little bit of both combination yeah you're well you're pretty well rounded like that i i definitely noticed that about you <laughs> cool. one thing i wanted to add pj was the camaraderie and the experience of you know meeting people from all over the country and us having that that shared passion for drones and, and starting our own drone businesses was awesome because I used to ride motorcycles. And that's one thing that I really liked about the motorcycle community is you could pull up at a gas station or go to a grocery store. And if someone parks next to you or is, is close by, you know, you do a wave. Sometimes you chat, sometimes you exchange contacts and, and you become best friends. But it's just totally different, um, you know, when you're playing a sport or, you know, versus uh, riding a motorcycle. 
Um, I feel like that there's a lot of camaraderie where you get along with everybody. And I noticed that in the drone industry too. Um, and all the instructors were, were awesome. And I felt like I wanted to be a part of the community on another level. And ever since the fly-in, I wanted, I had a, a passion for maybe getting involved into the training aspect. And finally, you know, uh, I'm part of the team, which is great. But I think meeting all those guys and just, you know, sharing that passion and, and having fun with everyone and everyone was just so nice and, and genuine. Um, it really wanted me to be a part of the team. Yeah, that, uh, you know, coming from you, that speaks volumes because I just probably the, one of the most optimistic, uh, <laughs> one of the optimistic people I know. And, and I don't say that lightly. Um, you definitely always look at the glasses half full, um, you know, with, with that camaraderie. And I remember when, um, you know, part 107 came out and I kind of looked back and then everybody helping everybody out. And at some point there was kind of like the, the honeymoon was over. Have you observed that in the area that you work at? Or uh, I would suspect that coming from you just know the honeymoon's still going on. <laughs> nah, it's still going on. You know, I'm a nice guy. I get along with everyone. Um, yeah. I don't judge anybody. You know, I give everyone a fair chance. And then, you know, if I don't, if I don't feel the vibes, you know, then we part ways, but, sure. um, you know, every, everyone's my best friend until you cross the line. <laughs> well, I definitely don't want to see that side of you. <laughs> <laughs> if that side of you is close to your positive side, I, I that could be scary. <laughs> yeah, it can get ugly. It's a fine line. <laughs> so, um, you mentioned you do, uh, focus on 3d modeling. I think when I, I talked to you a couple of weeks back uh, and I, I believe you were on a Segway collecting data at the time. Uh, yeah. So in addition to flying the drones, I'm speculating for 3D modeling purposes, you're tying in kind of the inside as well. And so you're collecting uh, collecting data with the Segway, aren't you? Yeah, it was, it was a great opportunity. It was actually a really high-end company that we had an opportunity to do 360 video for. But that experience has given me ideas on how I want to collect data down the line. Um, hopefully in the near future, we'll be working with some water departments. Uh, we have some plans to go, you know, go pitch to them and hopefully we get a couple clients. I do have experience doing that with another company in central Pennsylvania in mm -hmm. the Harrisburg area and the surrounding area for a private water department out there. But sometimes they wanted to document the curvature before construction which is, you know, them replacing the pipes and, and digging up the ground. And then also after, because they want to make sure that the curvature and also the sidewalk, um, any driveways, everything is intact. So this way there is documentation to show the residents that, you know, this is how it was before we touched it. We actually did not damage your sidewalk um, because a lot of people, you know, they come after them and they want them to fix the curb, but it was already sure. damaged. So I'm sure they've run into those issues. But I was thinking to save time, we could just get a Segway or electric bike or something like that and use 360 video to, to capture that. So in the future, that's what we want to do. That's fantastic. So what is your go-to drone for, like, let's say for the 3D modeling? What, what are you kind of typically using these days? The Phantom 4 V2 all day. Uh, it's actually the first drone I got, bought it brand new, only flew it a handful of times before I came out to the fly-in in 2018. But it's just a workhorse. It's a beast. Uh, I feel like the thing is unstoppable. I actually crashed it when it was brand new at the <laughs> obstacle course twice because I was just trying to beat my time um, and nothing happened to it. Like this, it's just amazing. Um, Always pushing the envelope. 
Yeah. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Got to get that adrenaline rush. But uh, thinking about getting a second one because, you know, even though they're not supported right now, I just want to have one as a backup. Yeah. Um, I think I want to send mine in for service. Kind of been acting up a little bit, um, giving me like some compass errors. So I don't know if that's because it's not supported anymore or what's going on. But uh, we just got a Mavic 3 Classic to have as a, as a backup. And two days ago, we just got notification from DJI that the Mavic 3 Enterprise is back in stock. So we just ordered that. Nice. So that's going to be our new beast for mapping and modeling yep, with RTK. That's fantastic. That's kind of what I've been hearing, too, is that uh, people are still using the Fan 4 Pro uh, for a lot of uh, inspection work as well, uh, just because that's what the clients are, are asking for. But uh as you, as you mentioned, Mavic 3 Enterprise has also been kind of a go-to and they've been holding back. I know one of the reasons has been the limitation of a uh, intelligent flight mode of orbits, but I believe that firmware is going to be released, if not already released, might have been released yesterday, actually. Um, cool. So that's out there, too. So, yeah, Mavic 3 Enterprise. Next. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah. I've had, I've flown the M300 a couple of times. Um, and that, that thing is just like on a whole nother level. And yeah. over the summer, we did some grant research work for emergency responders mm-hmm. and we worked with another company and I was, I was involved with, you know, picking out which drones we should use for which projects we were doing. And we got a Skydio two plus and we used 3d scan. So that was really cool. It's, it's just amazing to see that. And I think that's the future, you know, with a little bit more autonomy, um, yeah. there were definitely some cons and I wasn't you know, a super fan of it, but it's just pretty amazing to plug in some easy parameters in a couple minutes and have a drone fly around a whole building on its own and 3D model it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's fantastic technology. I love where the direction where they're going. And, you know, some people will say that, oh, you don't need a pilot to uh, fly drones anymore with that. But, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth because the reality is, is these drones are just computers in the sky and uh, I can't speak for everyone, but I don't trust my computer a hundred percent things go wrong. Right. So you always have to have a pilot that is capable. And as you highlighted a number of times, confident to yes. be able to take over that drone and handle any emergency situation that arises. Cause as you and I both know, <laughs> oftentimes missions don't go as cleanly as they're planned, right? Stuff happens. Yep. Um, there's a lot of uh, risks that come with flying drones for uh, missions. So whether it's automated or not, uh, an operator still needs to be available to handle any emergency situation. Um, Absolutely. I've, I've had some flyaways. Some? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's More happened. Yeah, three or four times it's happened, and it was it was really weird. Um, I, I, I just couldn't pinpoint what the cause was. Uh, one time I was downtown and I think it was just, you know, bad GPS. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're not confident, you're going to, you're not going to be able to react in the right way. And you might push the stick to the left when you really needed to go to the right. Yeah. And what's your, uh, what's your muscle memory tuned to when in, when you're in an autonomous flight and you need to take it over? What, what do you do? Addy mode, Addy mode. mode. <laughs> yeah. Addy mode real quick. So I've gotten good at that. And, and that's another thing. If you don't have the confidence and if you haven't put in that time to really practice, you're not going to be able to fly in Addy mode that well. And there's a whole nother risk in that. Yeah. I mean, that happens, right? Cause you, you highlighted and you're flying in an urban environment 
oftentimes there's a lot of Wi-Fi, which happens to be uh, coincidentally on the same spectrum radio frequencies as our drones. So oftentimes you can run into interference situations. I know Paul, for example, he's done uh, data collection for the Denver Convention Center. And I don't, not to inflate Paul's ego, but I don't know anyone that could have flown that convention center all in Addy mode because, you know, he couldn't get a GPS lock and there was just too much interference. So he had to collect all that data in Addy mode. And so, um, yeah, you have to be prepared to do stuff like that, right? You have to get the job done. So yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Then you know your worth, you know your value and you charge more and you get the big bucks because it'll show. Exactly. Exactly. So to tie this up, um, I believe you might be had. Didn't you film a course recently uh, that might be coming out? Yeah, we filmed the Kula course. Kula. How do you spell that? K-U-U-L-A. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, so Kula is like the number one interactive virtual tour platform. A lot of people use it for real estate. If anyone out there is familiar with the Matterport technology, how you can use a 3D camera that basically it just spins and does a 360 on a tripod and it collects data. Uh, now they have one with LiDAR, but the previous versions use infrared sensors. But, you know, you place this tripod every, you know, five to eight feet and you can do a virtual tour of a home, for example. So if you don't have a Matterport camera, you can use a regular 360 camera. And then with Kula, you can input all these spots manually and then link them together. So what we're doing now is we're linking all the drone imagery Uh, thermal imagery, pictures, video, maps, models, anything you can think of, we're linking it together with the 3D technology. So let's say we do a 3D virtual tour of a warehouse. We'll do that. And then on the outside, we'll take some panoramas, take some photos, some video with the drone, and then we link everything together. So whether you're inside of the virtual tour and you want to go outside and, you know, explore the panoramas, you'll see some interactive hotspots that you can click on. And then you can go from, you know, inside to outside. You can go on the ground, navigate the ground, doing some 360s. I just did a big project in December in Tennessee. And the contractor is actually a guy that owns a construction company in California. I just got wind two days ago that he wants me to go back out to Tennessee to do the same thing for another huge property. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do all the buildings are going to be done in 3D. So we have a virtual tour from the inside and then we're going to link it from the outside and any other areas where they're going to plan on building with 360s on the ground and then t- taking some 360 panos with the drone and then also linking some photos and a video that I'll edit for them all on one platform. So that's oh, the I power. Love that. It sounds like they love it too. I mean, they've, uh, they've seen the first product and they're like, mm, we like this. We'd like to uh, do it again. <laughs> yeah, he loved it. He loved it. Well, I, for one, cannot wait for that course to come out. Um, and that'll be coming out on the, on the drone U platform for drone U members, correct? Yep. And also, uh, I believe it's also going to be on the props platform. So look for it there. What other things that could you, uh, could you share with aspiring pilots in the drone industry? What could, uh, any other pro tips that you'd like to share before we wrap up? Yeah, I know I've harped on it a lot, but I just can't emphasize it enough. Um, And this is what I tell everybody, anyone who's thinking about getting in the drones, anyone that I'm training or just kind of flying with for fun, practice, 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 because you have to have that confidence. If you don't have confidence that you can just pick up any drone, even if it's $200,000 and fly that thing well, then you're not good enough. Because 
one day there's going to be that situation. For example, like when I was downtown and I lost connection, I had to go into Addy mode. I was really close to a skyscraper. And if I wouldn't have reacted the right way and, you know, maybe would have been looking at the drone and thought that it was facing left, but it was really facing right. You know, I could have easily crashed into that and the drone would have came down onto a sidewalk. That's like a drone pilot's worst nightmare. Right. So just practice, 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 gain that confidence. You know, if you're not flying all winter before you go back out there in the spring, go out there, have a couple practice sessions. You know, if you really want to practice your video, make a, make a list of some shots and go out there and practice and then watch your video and then go out there again and compare your video and, and see, you know, what really needs work. Don't hesitate to reach out to people in the drone you community or other people that you know that have more experience and, and ask them, you know, if, if you're, there's something that you feel like you need to get a little bit better at. But that's just like the number one thing, I believe. Confidence and practice and then also personal development. Because when I started my business, I started just researching just generic things on, on how to be successful in business. And I started learning about you know, what these millionaires and billionaires do and how important personal development is. And, you know, you really got to change your whole life and your whole personality to really take it to another level because we all have these habits and these routines that can actually hold us down and, and limit us. And we have these limiting beliefs that will, will hold us back and we won't realize it. You know, this is a lot of subconscious stuff, but if, if you don't know about this, you know, you might not be interested um, you might think I'm just speaking some jargon, but that's that's how I was before I found out about it. I didn't really know that this whole world of personal development existed out there, but I feel like that's you know up there with that confidence and that practice because you have to get better as a person and you have to really understand you know that eating right and and sleeping right. And I feel like a hypocrite right now because I haven't been doing those. <laughs> no, if out. it makes you feel any better, I'm. I'm in the same uh, camp of trying to get more sleep. Uh, that's something yeah. I recognize I got to do, but uh, yep. that's great advice. And uh, yep. I'll have to have to find out what books you're reading because uh, you exude confidence. Uh, and you. I love that. And it shows, right? And like you said before, you're going to need to have that confidence, not only for flying, but for selling your business, right? People will say, well, I'm not a good salesperson. Well, you sell every day without even knowing it, right? You just... Some people put blinders on when it comes to selling in business and they forget that they, they, they sell themselves every day. That's all they're doing. Um, but unless you have, like you said, confidence, you're not going to be successful. So, yeah, it, it's something that takes a lot of work. This all kind of ties together with what you said earlier, PJ, um, when you're asking me why I wanted to get into mapping. So I forgot to mention this. The main reason is when I first came back from the fly in and you know, was ready to hit the ground running, I would go to construction sites and scout them and then look up the companies, find out a little bit about them. Turns out I was a couple years too late. I would go talk to the project managers and they're like, oh, we already got drones. We just got them. Well, who's doing the flying? I am. I have a Mavic too. Oh, great. So you don't need you know, these progression shots because bigger companies are doing that internally now. They have drone teams. The PMs have drones, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, we need, we need a niche. We need to specialize. Um, I want to get into thermal too. I did get my level one thermography certificate last year. Nice. That was for the grant research that we were doing. Uh, and we used the Autel Evo 2. Uh, we bought the FLIR Boson thermal camera for that. And we had the 6K camera. And then we also got the uh, X2D, the Skydio X2D, which is the one that the military uses. 
because the company that we were working with, they, they had ties with, with the government. So this was research for them. Sure. So we used that thermal camera as well. But so we definitely want to get into thermal inspections. And we had some opportunities to potentially, you know, work with some uh, some big players in the energy industry. And we presented to them, but we didn't have the equipment. We didn't have the knowledge yet. They were very impressed by the presentation and by my brother and I, because I feel like, you know, the confidence that we exuded sure. and the presentation was amazing, but it's like, oh, well, can you do this? Oh, not yet. <laughs> You're still very basic. It was small time. You know, so you really need to specialize, you know, to make some money in the drone industry. And that's the main reason why we, we realized that we need to get into mapping and modeling. That's interesting. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because some people that get started, they think that they can just purchase a you know cheap drone and and dive into the business, which may be great if you're just doing real estate stuff, right? But if you really want to start making money, you're going to have to spend a little bit money on the equipment, right? If uh, if a client requires thermal, you're not going to get that from a cheap drone. Uh, you're going to have to spend the money, and there's even more money, especially when you get into like lidar, right? Those are very expensive pieces of equipment. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a great story. And some more advice real quick. Yeah, please. Be smart financially. So, you know, look into financial advice and, you know, do some research, you know, start building habits because I feel like, you know, maybe we would have been able to buy some more equipment a little bit sooner if I was a little bit more disciplined financially, you sure. know, but, but we're blessed to over the last couple of years to keep the money that we're bringing in through the business to actually keep it into the business and not me having to spend it on paying bills because I have other sources of income. Oh, good so, thing you have that brother with the business background, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're able to, you know, spend that money on the Mavic three classic that we just got, which will be our more, you know, basic baby job kind of drone. Um, Maybe we could choose some weddings with that too. But then the Mavic 3 Enterprise is going to be our beast. Now we have the Phantom 4 V2 as a backup, you know, for mapping and modeling. Um, but we, we have a couple clients now who are just really loving the maps. And we're trying to get them interested in Kula. So I'm actually going to do a demo uh, maybe later today or this weekend, uh, depending on the weather of a construction, big, huge construction project that's almost finalized. All there, there is left to do is to just pave the, uh, pave the roads and, and the parking lots. But the, um, the owner of the company wanted us to go out there and document it right before that. And he's really loving the imagery because they're using it for marketing, mm -hmm. but he, he loves sharing it with his client. So the investor yeah. and they, and they love it. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think people assume the customer knows what they want. And oftentimes it's more about educating the customer what you're capable of providing. And uh, I always walk away learning something new, like, oh, I had no idea that they were going to use it for for this purpose. Right. Um, so, yeah, listen to uh, listen to your customers very carefully because you might catch a little uh, a little request that. You might not be providing that you might want to start offering so yeah absolutely ask tons of questions you know and take notes because they're going to give you those golden nuggets of information that's fantastic well i love what you're doing you're doing some really cool things out there izzy and uh, i love watching you love uh hearing about all the exciting uh missions that you're doing if anybody wants to get in touch with you what's the best way for them to reach out to you um i would say you can 
you can go on our website, uh, skyatlantic.com. And if you want to just submit a contact form, um, or you can email me. I'll, I'll give you guys my email. It's imohamed, I-M-O-H-A-M-E-D, at skyatlantic.com. And that's sky, S-K-E-Y-E, like I in the sky, Atlantic. Uh, I'm not too big on, on social media, and that's one thing that's kind of like held me back. I feel like I don't, I just, I don't know, I just don't like going on as much. So we're, we're getting someone that's going to be our social media marketing uh, lady. I think that's okay because it sounds like you're doing great whatever it is you're doing now. So, <laughs> but always looking to push the envelope and improve. I love that. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you, Izzy. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, GFY, grateful for you. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you so much, PJ. Appreciate it. Thank awesome. You. Enjoy the day. You too. You too. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Elevating Drone Life podcast. If you were inspired, entertained, or learned something new, please share the podcast with your friends and fellow drone enthusiasts. Join us next time as we continue our mission of bringing the real world of drones to life. To learn more about the DroneU family, head to thedroneu.com or for enterprise solutions, propsflightschool.com.